0: Hey, y'all, this is Daniel Kyrie. I play Darren Ritter on Chicago Fire, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's.
1: you standing next to you your and to me, there's nothing more important. Not going to be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's going to be a hell of a ride.
0: Hey, shahards! welcome to episode 152 of Chicago, Chicago, hell, <laughs> meet <laughs> us at Molly's. <laughs> uh, this is not Chicago PD. We're talking about Chicago PD. Cool. Great. Awesome. So today we're talking about Chicago PD Season 5, Episode 14, Anthem. This is a revisit. This is our second revisit in, I guess, what's becoming kind of a series. Um, These are episodes that we never intended to revisit, but given what's happening in the country right now, we feel the need to come back and discuss them again. Yes. Yes. So as always, I'm one of your hosts. My name's Gina. I'm joined by Bryna
1: hello everybody we have news and we have good news it's so exciting i know i'm so excited to talk about this news it i can't i can't (laughs) y'all we have premiere dates we have
0: premiere dates I just, like, I just sound the alarm, like, wave the flags out the window, run up and down the street if you need to, November 11th, mark your calendars, November 11th.
1: I cannot wait, and the fact that this obviously has come, this is what NBC has released, so this isn't even speculative, like, this is happening, like, they are coming back to us this fall, I I, I, am so excited.
0: (laughs) I, I'm like speechless. I like, I was giddy after this announcement because I'm so looking forward to getting back into the normal swing of things with like covering episodes each week and doing interviews and behind the scenes tidbits. Oh, I can't
1: wait. I know and love live tweeting for three hours and I just I'm so excited I I cannot wait I'm so glad we're getting it this and this fall too like we thought it was gonna be January Mm -hmm. I mean I don't think we're gonna get that many before you know they go off for holiday hiatus but still I would even take like one episode before holiday hiatus if that's all they gave us just just knowing that we're coming back yeah safely it's really exciting
0: it's so exciting. It's re- This is the news we really needed as a fandom, just for like the pick-me-up. I'm so excited. So there are certain precautions that will be in place. There are crew members that are already in Chicago kind of setting up according to the COVID regulations. The key thing that I want to stress here is that fans will not be allowed at filming. Fans will not be allowed at filming. So... Take it seriously, guys. We miss everybody. We all miss the cast. We all want a Patty hug or a Leroy's hug or even a Nick Gelfis hug. You know, we want to go to the firehouse, but you, we've got to keep everybody safe. It's a team effort. So November 11th. I know. I,
1: I, yeah, I'm so excited.
0: As of the date that you're hearing this, you'll hear this on Friday, of course. There will be something like 69 or 70
1: days left, maybe like 68. Um, yeah, I've been counting. No shame. But- I know. And, like, the fact, too, that we can, like, even, to like, plan, a like, when we're going to do our wish list episode. Like, all these little things that we, like, usually do to, like, get into the prep for the new seasons. It's, like, so exciting.
0: Oh, it's so exciting. Although we probably don't want to do the wish list episode the week of the election.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll do it before. But anyway, regardless. <laughs> regardless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. And that news broke like literally right after we finished recording last week's episode, like maybe a couple minutes after we were just like, damn it. But also awesome. It's a damn it. <laughs> but damn it. But awesome. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm excited to get back in the swing. And I hope the actors know that like they have a duty to flood us with behind the scenes content like Insta stories, tweets. I want it all.
1: I don't even care if you we can't see half your face. I want the content.
0: Yes, yes. Just like, if you can't even show us, just like, point the camera at the wall while funny stuff is happening behind you.
1: Right, or like, let me see your shoes. I don't care. Just give me something. We miss you, damn it. Ah. Uh, yeah. This
0: will have been, once all is said and done, this will have been a seven-month-long hiatus. So, I mean. God. You guys, that's like, crazy. So crazy. We're we're pretty badass that we were able to go without our people and our shows for seven months. Yeah, it's crazy. Just like give yourself a pat on the back. I remember when Tree Hill had a six month hiatus once, like unintentionally. The CW was just like fucking shit up. But seven months, man, we did it. We almost did it. We're like five months through, but we can we can do the rest. We're there. We can do it. November 11th. So exciting. The next bit of news is even better. This is my favorite kind of one Chicago news. Brianna, take it away.
1: Our favorite, Daniel Kyrie, is being up to a series regular for season nine. It's about damn time. I know. I kind of can't believe it didn't happen last season. It should have, but.
0: This is the kind of news that just makes me so happy. It's well-deserved. We love Daniel so much. I know.
1: I, was, I, like, kept thinking back, like, once I saw this and we were talking about it, I just kept thinking back to when we got to hang out with him on the floor in a hallway. Yeah. <laughs> interviewing him because we were being too loud in the room and we had to be, like, moved. So we sat on the floor and did our interview with him.
0: Yeah, that interview that we did with him at the convention last year, like, when you listen to it, just remember, all three of us were sitting in a circle on the floor. In the corner, in a hallway. Yep, in in a (laughs) corner, in the hallway. And then when we were walking back to the big room, we passed Jesse Soffer and Taylor Kinney, and both of us were, like, trying to play it cool,
1: but on the inside, we were like,
0: "Mm, be cool, be cool! Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But no, we love Daniel, and... This is so well-deserved, like you said. It's exciting. Definite friend of the pod. We heart Daniel.
0: Yay! He's just such a perfect fit. Like, I feel like from his very first scene in that crossover, he was just, like, the perfect addition to 51.
1: One, two. I mean, like, we've talked about it a lot last season, obviously, then with the addition of Alberto and, like, kind of the new generation, like, the millennial generation. Like, the storylines they've been able to tell with that. And even Derek had given a quote to Deadline, um and said, you know, about how like the depth and sincerity that Daniel plays Ritter, mm-hmm. um, is really exciting for him to write for, and like that we should expect some big Ritter action in season nine. So I'm super stoked.
0: Yes, yes, oh, so exciting. Now all they have to do is fill the medic spot with Violet, and I will be the happiest of campers. I know. I fingers crossed. Violet for fifty one.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Violet Gallo 2020.
1: But actually, though, Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
0: (laughs) the last bit of news we have, it's not really news. We're going to do a little mini TV roundup today. Just a mini one because, I mean, it's not like there's a ton of stuff worth watching right now on TV, you know. Uh, But there's there's two little bits that we wanted to touch on. You guys know that Brandon and I both love, love, love Dancing with the Stars. And the cast for this coming season was announced on Wednesday, and I was kind of half excited and then half, like, cringing. What did you think?
1: I mean, listen, like, I don't know what people expect from a Dancing with the Stars cast, like... You know, like, they're going to give you the one kind of crazy name that's definitely there for just ratings. You know, you're going to get your Disney star. You're going to get your athletes. Like, I don't know what people expect from it. Like, for me, it's a very typical Dancing with Stars cast, but it's got a, it's filled with a lot of... There's a lot of people who are filling those stereotype roles that I'm really excited about. I will just say, though, that if Carol Baskin lasts more than a few weeks purely for ratings, I will throw
0: yeah so here's what we got we actually we have a chicago pd alum on the cast as well so technically this is chicago news okay so <laughs> caitlin bristow from the bachelor uh vernon davis he is a former nfl star or does he still play
1: i think he's former he used to play for the reds well the washington football team they are no longer the redskins the got washington it. football team got it um the, Chico- the chicago pd alum
0: is ann Hayes. So uh, what was her name? Kate, Kate, Kate. I'm totally blanking on her name right now. Her first name was Kate on Chicago PD and she killed Kelton like spoiler alert. But yeah, Anne Hayes is the Chicago PD alum. Justina Machado from One Day at a Time. Uh, Jeannie Mai, she is one of the hosts of The Real. AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. Jesse Metcalf, Charles Oakley, Neve Shulman and Johnny Weir. So I'm excited for John. Did you Weir. say Sky Jackson? This list that I'm reading from did not list her. Well, you forgot Sky Jackson. Los Angeles Times they forgot left. Sky Jackson.
1: Christine, um, or Michelle Staus.
0: Yeah. So those are the other two as well. And so, oh, and Nelly. Yeah, and Nelly. Uh, this like okay, there was like a whole first paragraph that I missed. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Monica Aldama, she is the cheer coach in the Netflix series Cheer, which I was like, okay, that's interesting because I've heard from a couple people on gymnastics Twitter that like she's a totally abusive coach. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, Chrishell Stouse and Sky Jackson and Nelly. So like Nelly, cool. I'm excited about that. Jesse Metcalf, awesome. Cool. Let's do it. I love that. Carol Baskin.
1: Like I mean, I'm not surprised. Like, at all. She's totally gonna get paired with Keo, isn't she? Keo always gets screwed. <sighs> Let's
0: hope not. I know. I know. Um. AJ's probably gonna have
1: Sharna, you said, right? I would think so, just because Sharna was paired with Nick and they made it pretty far. Jesse Metcalf, I could see with Emma. Ugh. <sighs> that's such a good pairing and i would die Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i
0: would die yeah there's a couple of new pros too who i'm not familiar with so the pairings are going to be pretty interesting
1: there's only one new pro. well two there's two new pros both female right there's Britt and who's the other one (laughs) um danielle but she was technically on the show last season she was just like in the troop role with Keo, she and Keo danced all the time during, um, what are those things called? Like, the, where you go like, in and out of commercial. The bumpers? Yeah. Yeah, the bumpers. That's the word I'm looking for. She and Keo just dance together all the time. But, like, she was technically on the show last season, and her husband was on the show last season, so. Uh,
0: Bryna speaks better Dancing with the Stars than I do. I'm just like, ooh, dancing! And Listen, then Bryna knows, like, the technical I stuff.
1: I all 28. This is, like, my show, my trivia, my... Go-to fact is I can name all twenty-eight winners in a row, like in order. I can, I yeah. The stars is my show. Uh, yeah.
0: Do, challenge accepted. Let's hear it. You want me to do it? Do it! Do it! Do it!
1: Okay. Oh shit! Now I like feel the pressure, and I'm like, oh fuck uh season one was kelly monaco and alec her partner was alec mazzo season two was cheryl burke and her well season two was cheryl burke and drew lachey season three was emmett smith and cheryl burke season four was apollo anton ono and julianne huff season five was hilo castroneves and julianne huff Season 6 was Christiane Meguchi and Mark Ballas. Season 7 was Brooke Burke Charvet and Derek Huff. Season 8 was Sean Johnson and Derek Huff. No, and Mark Ballas. That was the season when she was with Mark Ballas. Season 9 is Donnie Osmond and Kim Johnson Herzhevich. Season 10 was Nicole Scherzinger and Derek Huff. Season 11 was Jennifer Gray and Derek Huff. Season 12 was Tynes Ward and Kim Johnson Herzhevich. Season 13 was J.R. Martinez and Karina Smiranoff. Season fourteen was Donald Driver and Peter Murgagewood Season fifteen was Melissa Rycroft and Tony Davilani. Season sixteen was Ah, oh, fudge. Uh Derek Huff and Kelly Pickler. Season 17 was Amber Riley and Derek Huff. Season 18 was Maxim Smirkovsky and Meryl Davis. Season 19 was Alfonso Riviero and Whitney Carson. Season twenty was rumor willis and val smirkovsky season 21 was that was bindy irwin and Derek huff season 22 was niall demarco and peter murgatroyd season 23 was laurie hernandez and val smirkovsky season 24 was rashad jennings and emma slater season 25 was jordan fisher and Lindsay arnold season 26 fudge. Now I'm messing
0: up a season um, Who was the guy with Emma? The, the football player? Rashad
1: I already got that one Damn. Let me go backwards Season 28 was Hannah Brown and Alan Bursting. Season 27 Fudge! If I hadn't put my pressure on myself I could have done this Wasn't it Adam? Oh. Oh. Season 27 was Bobby Bones and Sharna Burgess and the season before that was yes was um, Adam Rupon and uh, Jenna Johnson, the season that I hated. Damn, Bam. you actually just did that. Yeah, without looking at anything, without looking it up. <gasps> wow. Wow.
0: That's a, little a fun skill. Yeah. And it is. It's a true skill. <laughs> that is a skill. That is a skill. I mean, I would want you on my trivia team anyway, but I definitely want you on my trivia team more because you can do that.
1: Well, I mean I've played trivia with you and I'm not that great, so
0: <laughs> why am I blinking? When did we Oh at ATX, yeah. Yeah, at ATX. ATX. Yeah. So <laughs> So uh, so we'll see. I'm that's why I'm excited. Johnny Weir could be like a really good one. So we'll see. We'll see.
1: I think by, like so far I like very, very early final four would be Caitlin, AJ Guy and I don't know. I guess it would just depend. But those three, I think, so far. But I think Caitlyn has a really she she has some dance background, so I think Caitlyn's gonna do really well.
0: I could see Caitlyn and Val. I think Caitlyn and Artem. <gasps> ooh, ooh, that's a good one.
1: Now that Artem's back, there's just so many people coming back. Like Charna's back, Artem's back. Derek is coming back. That's the news. I mean, not as a pro, but, like, Derek's coming back. I I, I think he's going to come back as a judge. I think, I mean, judge or a co-host, but, yeah, I, don't I don't think know. as a judge. I don't know. Um, I'm not excited about Tyra, but as long as everything else is good, I can, like, shove her in a corner.
0: Yeah, I'm not excited about Tyra either, only because it, it's only pointed out now, all these years later, all the fucked up shit she did to those girls on America's Next Top Model.
1: Well, also, she hosted America's Got Talent for one season and was terrible. hmm Like, terrible. She's very over like, the top. Like, terrible! Yeah. So, I mean, we've not talked about this on the podcast, because we haven't done a TV roundup in, like, a long time. But, why? Why do you get rid of Tom Bergeron and Aaron Andrews?
0: Why? It, we will never know.
1: It's a mystery that we will never know. I know, and it makes me so mad. It just... Ugh. I saw the new poster with Tyra Banks today, and I was like, this is terrible. Where, like,
0: the mirror ball is her lipstick or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's creepy. It's so bad. It's creepy. so bad. Yeah. 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 So. The other bit of TV Roundup we wanted to talk about was this new show that premiered on NBC on Tuesday night called Transplant. So something that NBC did that's a little bit atypical for the networks, but it's kind of what they're doing to – you know, bear with the pandemic because in normal circumstances, September is like Christmas to a TV lover because all of the shows come back, but there are no shows to come back right now. And so NBC acquired the show out of Canada. It's a medical drama called Transplant that, you know, they filmed all of it in 2018. It aired in 2019, was super popular, and they're starting to air it on NBC for the fall. And it was actually really good. It was really good. Um, I mean, they had me at Canadian medical drama. I mean, actually, they just had me at Canadian because Canada makes really fucking good TV, really good TV. So, and it's a it's a perspective that I'm really sad to say an American show would never have the balls to take, because you're the main character, our our main guy, our protagonist. His name is Bashir Hamid, and he is a Syrian refugee. An American show would never have the balls to make the protagonist of their show a Syrian refugee. Mm. No way. No, not at all. And I said Syrian and it brought up Siri. So let me just stop that. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, Yeah. And so it was really good actually. And the whole pilot is basically, you know, he's working fast food and a truck crashes into the restaurant and he basically in in the moments after this this accident, he basically, you know, saves everybody's life. And then at the hospital, he basically spends the whole episode kind of running from everybody because well, and we don't really know why he's running from everybody. But I think the only gist of it that I was able to get is that they wouldn't believe him if he had said like, oh, no, I'm, I'm actually a doctor. So I actually really liked it. It
1: was it was good. You should check it out if you get the chance. Yeah, no, I'm definitely at some point I'm going to, it's just, it's nice to know that there's like television on like actual news shows on our network television. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And so I'm going to be really curious to see if this pans out on NBC, because it's not, it's not your typical show that you see on American TV. It's a very Canadian perspective in that they're like, here, hi, our protagonist is a Syrian refugee.
1: My question is, so what happens if, like, at the end of the season, they're, you know, it does really well, and they want to renew it, since it's a Canadian show? Like, how does that work?
0: I wonder if it's already been renewed in Canada. That, I didn't, I didn't get that far yet. But I think what would happen is that America would be like, hey, we want more episodes. And then Canada would be like, let's think about this. Kind of like what happened with La Casa, how they, they filmed X amount of seasons, and then Netflix was like, can we have more? And Spain was like, I guess we could. I guess we could do that.
1: But that came from the fact that, like, they had already filmed parts one and two, mm-hmm. or you know, parts one and two, and then they were thought they were done and weren't gonna make any more, and Netflix was like, hey, we want more, and the creators were like, yeah, I guess. This, obviously, it's only had one season and, like, could very well continue. True. So, so. like, that, it's a little bit of a different situation. I've just, like, I've never really known, because I feel like a lot of times... They're either still currently airing in Canada and, you know, then just we'll show them on a, in America when they're done in America or like the show was already been completed in Canada. So I don't I didn't know how that worked.
0: We'll see. Um, but the episode that aired on Tuesday, it's now streaming on Peacock, which makes it six total shows that are streaming on Peacock. Um, I'm just kidding. That was shade. But yeah, um, it's definitely on Peacock and it's worth checking out because, again, it's not like there's anything else to watch right now. And I'm not saying According. that's why you should watch it. You should watch it because it's good. According to Wikipedia, it was renewed for a second season. Sweet. Sweet. So. I always wanted to do an article on, like, 10 Canadian television shows that are worth binging. I never got around to it. But Canada makes good TV.
1: Really good TV. I we, Yes, we know your love of Canadian television.
0: <laughs> I did not say a word about Flashpoint, just for the record. Until just I now. I wasn't even
1: thinking about last point i was thinking about your uh canadian disney uh medical or ems show what is that oh my god in a heartbeat (laughs) yeah canadian disney ems show
0: yeah i got a track record so and letter kenny i mean that's hilarious so uh yeah um, elsewhere, there have just been some trailers that have come out that I'm like, oh, that looks good. Um, Netflix has a new show premiering in October called Emily in Paris, and it's from Darren Starr, the same creator as Younger, and I just caught that yesterday, and I was like, that looks good. I think I'll check that out. So, once that happens, I will keep uh, an eye on that.
1: Today, well, Friday, so two days from when we're recording this, but today, when you're listening to this podcast, the new season of The Boys starts. Yes! I'm um, super excited for that. I'm really excited for Filthy Rich. I, I know it's going to be not probably that great. Um, it's that new Kim Cattrall show on Fox. I'm only watching it because I love Corey Cott and he's in it. But I will be watching that just because of him. But I it saw, doesn't I look s- great necessarily. Yeah,
0: I saw that preview last night and I was like, well, this looks fucking terrible.
1: Yeah, but will I be watching it? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, usually when I see those kind of shows on TV and I'm like, this looks fucking terrible, I end up watching it. And then I'm like, ah, I was
1: wrong. So, you know. I haven't watched a Fox show in so long, though, but like I will be watching it mainly because of him. Because I watched the, the Passage because MPG and then it got canceled. Mark Pagasso, I miss him. We've been watching a lot of Say by the Bell's, Bell reruns in our household. <laughs> so it's been like really fun. Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh netflix also released a trailer this
0: week for a movie coming out next month called the boys in the band and i mean you had based on a broadway show yeah yeah you had me at jim parsons and matt bomer and andrew rannells yeah Yeah. they were all in the broadway show together oh it looks fantastic so yeah, yeah things worth checking out and the right stuff doesn't that come out this month
1: next month i think october okay yeah, I think it's October. Also, Netflix just dropped Sister Sister yesterday, so that's what I've been doing for the last twenty four hours. Yeah, if you
0: if you need Bryna at all in the next like couple days slash week, like sorry, you're just sol don't, because she's watching don't Sister need me. Sister. Yeah, don't yeah.
1: need me at all. Unless you want to talk about Sister Sister, then I will gladly talk to you.
0: I'll have to rewatch it at some point just for nostalgia's sake. I've been uh, I've been doing that with the old episodes of Supermarket Sweep that are on Netflix and it's very like calming. I don't know.
1: I've never seen it. I just know about it because people talk about it.
0: Well, I think you were like a baby when it aired. Probably. Mm-hmm. I think that show might be older than you.
1: Googling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um I also like how we were like it's a mini TV roundup and it was not a mini TV <laughs> roundup do know us we can't we know they know we want to talk about tv forever
1: yeah. oh no the first episode aired in 2000 i was alive I was no
0: alive. no no not that supermarket sweep they tried to reboot it once the og the original
1: oh like the one from
0: 65 no 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 so the one from the early 90s was okay never mind that was the first reboot i'm sorry um the first reboot i want to say was like 1993 maybe
1: 90 to 95, that one? That sounds about right. Looks like there was one from 90 to 95, and then 2000 to 2003, and then obviously now the one from 2020. Got it. Yeah. The one from 90 so to 95. So the first reboot, I was not alive. Literally at all. It ended June 16th, 1995. I was oh my not god. Alive. You were born four days later. I was. Oh my god. Yeah, the second one I was alive for. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is very, very so, funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. Anyway. <laughs> and focus. So I think it's time to move into the episode. What do you think?
1: Let's, yeah, calm down. Get serious. Yeah, just like,
0: okay. It's serious. Like, mm, mm, focus. Okay. <laughs> so this is our second ever revisit of an episode that we've covered in the past. And we are revisiting Chicago PD 514 called Anthem. This is a very topical episode given what is happening in the country right now. So, this episode was written by Tim Sexton, who apparently is Academy Award nominated. That's some research that I was surprised to see. Uh, He was nominated as part of a team in 2006 for Best Adapted Screenplay for Children of Men. it sounded kind of sci-fi if I remember correctly it was like kind of handmaid's Tale*y that like women couldn't have children and but I mean Academy Award nominated that's pretty badass so
1: but he's written other episodes before right?
0: I think so yeah yeah, yeah. I I, I want to say that he's the one they named April after
1: Sexton? yeah maybe I, d- I don't know I'd have to see how long he's, now I'm googling or I am to see how long he's been around So, while she's doing that, I mean, we open
0: on this scene that, I mean, we understood how pivotal it was when we first watched it, but I feel, I feel like it resonates even more now.
1: Yeah, definitely. I texted you when I was rewatching it, and I was like, holy crap, like, this scene gave me chills. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: we see Brianna Woods. Yes, that is Denny's daughter. She's leading a protest. And so her boyfriend Jamal and his friend Chris were suspended for taking a knee during the anthem at a basketball game. So one of the things that we had wondered when we first watched this episode was why Brianna was anti-police if her father was one. But I don't think she's anti-police. I I think it's two different things here that she's standing up for what she believes in. You know, you can protest something and stand up for, for what you believe in and still...
1: Carry another stance that's contrary to that. Yeah, I definitely don't think she's anti police. I think she's literally, I mean, you know, she's anti racism. She's anti everything that we're, you know, we've been talking about in this country recently. Yeah. I don't think she's anti police.
0: Right, right. And so, I mean, the dialogue in this opening scene is so impactful. It's, it's, there's so many bits of sound here that are just like, oh man, oh wow, ooh. And they resonate even more right now. And so, Brianna says, as Americans, we don't just have the right to protest racism and injustice. We have the duty, which, hello, hi, yes, that. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. Spot on. So then Chris gets up and Chris says, racism is so American that when we protest racism, some people think we protest America. But protesting social injustice, that is what the flag stands for. That is also completely true. Just
1: like snaps, yeah.
0: And I, I wish that I wish that we could all be like racism isn't so American. Oh my God, uh," but that is not the case. He's right in every aspect of what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Jay was Jay is standing with Haley, and he says, you know, he's like, I got no respect for that kid. I've got six friends who died for that flag. Now, before you start, like, storming your phone or laptop with pitchforks or whatever, I, Jay, we know that Jay is, Jay is not one of those guys who is, you know, I, I don't think he's a Blue Lives Matter type guy who's like, you know, uh, he wouldn't, like, boo somebody kneeling the anthem. He's not that kind of person, I don't think. And it's also completely possible that Jay's stance has completely changed. And this is where I texted Brian when I was rewatching this. And when my first thought was like, oh, my God, I just came up with the perfect question if we ever get to talk to Jesse. And that question is, I mean, how has the pandemic and how has what's happened during the pandemic with George Floyd and Jacob Blake, how has this changed Jay? Because I'm do, do you think there's a chance that Jay's stance may have changed?
1: I think, I mean, I think Jay's stance changed slightly through this episode. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's a question even that his stance has changed. I don't think it, I mean, it may not have significantly changed. Like, I still feel like Jay obviously puts a lot more into the national anthem and the flag than I think some people do just because of his military background. But I think Jay's stance has changed a lot, even just through this episode.
0: Right. Absolutely. And that conversation he has later with Brianna is that's the game changer. That's where you see yeah. that, you know, he's open to listening and, and, diff- and listening to different points of view. So a white supremacist group arrives and I mean, the scene just falls apart. It's a like total riot. There's tear gas. People are bleeding. And really, it's just it's uncomfortable now. Seeing what we've seen on the
1: news. Yeah, it's so eerily similar. It's not even funny.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's one thing when we saw it at the time, we were like, wow, that's crazy. That's such a big sequence. That must have been crazy to film. But I mean, you turn on CNN on any given night, you turn on whatever news channel of choice, and that's exactly what you're seeing. Only the stakes are real. People are actually getting hurt out there. They're actually getting tear gassed by the police. It's It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So once the dust settles, intelligence responds to a call of shots fired in a nearby parking garage and Chris has been murdered. So we come back and we get a little bit more background. So Brianna wrote an article about Chris and Jamal, about how they were kneeling from the anthem. And again, I mean, the dialogue in this episode is just like art. It's art. Uh, So she says, she's like, Chris and Jamal came from a tough neighborhood. They got the golden ticket to a fancy college. And then they started protesting the anthem. The boosters, the fans, the coaches, they were not happy. And I mean, they were not happy is a complete understatement. So Chris and Jamal started getting death threats. Uh, You know, Brianna was getting a lot of hate. And again, this is something that happens in real life. And I've referred to it on each time we've recorded in the past two weeks. But, you know, the player from my own team who, you know, we all know for the anthem He spoke up after the game the next day. It was death threats, hate tweets, everything. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. So um, at this point, Denny comes in and Denny's just a worried father at this point. And so it's funny because the first time we, we watched this and the first time we recorded, we were both just like, wow, they did a really good job of just like taking Denny and just making him like a concerned father on rewatching this, I'm like, no, no, like he was acting strategically there too. Like his disdain for Voight shown through
1: a little bit. Like I, he didn't trust
0: Voight to get it done.
1: I think there's an element to that. I do think though, they do still do a really good job of showing the struggle that I assume, I don't know for a fact, but I assume that a lot of black cops especially black cops with kids are going through right now which mm-hmm. is like on the one hand I'm a cop you know I'm doing my job I absolutely support my brothers and you know white black Mexican whatever Asian American etc etc but on the other hand like I am a black father to black kids you know and yeah. that whole you know struggle yeah so and... I think they still do a really good job of showing that Denny struggle with that but mm-hmm. yes I think it's more obvious now knowing how the arc Jenny's arc ends I think it's more obvious that there's a little like his disdain for voight is there but I still do think they do a good job with the struggle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know at one point he just says he's like you're lucky the police were there and Brianna just says couldn't resist, huh? Um and again that now that we rewatch this I realize she's not anti-police, she's just people are not hearing her message. I that's that's the problem is that, you know, she's not anti-police. She doesn't think, you know, that all cops suck or anything. It's just that she's she's saying, like, this is why we're kneeling. This is what we're doing. And people are just completely missing the point, which is a huge issue with what we're dealing with right now. That's a big thing that keeps happening is that people are explaining this is why we're kneeling. This is what we're doing. This is why we do this. And people are just completely not hearing it. Yeah. So Dixon is our number one suspect. He was the one who led the white supremacist group. And yeah, Voight just is like, go find him. And then Atwater is just like, Ruzik arrested his alt-right ass five minutes ago. It's still funny. I love that line. I love that line. It's still funny. It's still funny. It's still funny. (laughs) So Dixon makes a really important distinction here. And he basically is just like, so I'm a white nationalist, not a white supremacist. First time we recorded this episode, I was like, I didn't Google. I don't want that shit in my history. Um, I don't give a fuck anymore. So, yeah, I Googled. Okay, so a nationalist is, this is according to the Columbia Journal Review. A nationalist is someone who strongly believes in the interests of their own nation. However, nation might be defined. So they strongly believe in the interests of their own nation, however you define nation. So a prime example of that would be Elizabeth and Philip on The Americans. Strongly looking out for the interests of Russia, right? A supremacist believes that a particular race, sex, or other genetic or cultural characteristic is naturally superior to others. But based on Dixon's dialogue and what he says here, he completely contradicts his own argument. Because... He looks yeah. at, yeah, he looks at Voight and he just, sees like, people were meant to live with their own tribes. Okay, well, by saying that you and Hank are from the same tribe, you're implying that you're making that distinction based on your shared race. Meaning that you're actually a white supremacist, you're not a white nationalist. I love lawyer Gina. Uh, sorry, it happened. Oh, and it happened some more too, now that I'm looking through this. Okay, so, so then, then, and then I promise I'll hand it to Bryna, because I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. So... Then Dixon is just like, Well, I came to Chicago to exercise my First Amendment right of free speech. Okay, it's time for a First Amendment lesson with Gina, your friendly neighborhood lawyer. Okay, (laughs) everybody listen up. This is important. Take your notes, do what you gotta do. Okay, the right to free speech means that the government cannot arrest you for what you say. The government, just the government, just the government. If I say something, In general, if I'm on a street corner and I say something like, Hope was an amazing character in Chicago Fire, and Bryna looks at me and says, Gina, shut the fuck up. My free speech rights have not been infringed upon because Bryna is not the government. So if a college or an individual or a business or anything like that tells you to either shut the fuck up or get the fuck out, nothing has been violated because they are not the government. So nothing, nothing's been violated. Dixon's just kind of talking nonsense. So, Um, yeah. That has been your first amendment lesson for the day. Ah. (laughs) Okay, Brandon,
1: take it it away for like ever. Shut me up. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good, Gina. I loved it. (laughs) Loved it. Um, It was was one of
0: my few A's in law school. So I just like, I I get really like fired up when people are like, "Mm." okay
1: yeah i like took one law class so i'm not that much help anyway so basically dixon says that he followed chris into the garage but not to kill him and he heard a gunshot before he could do anything and dixon's all proud of the fact that like he can say and you know what it was a black man like you know, putting the emphasis on the race—that like here we don't have a race problem. You know, it was a black man that shot him.
0: I admire Kevin for not punching him. I know,
1: I would have sucker punched. <laughs> I know. Just one to? I know. Anyway, so then we go, and Jay and Brianna have this talk on the street as they're walking down the street and jay even makes a comment to her he's like honestly he's like you know i don't know why people are kneeling at all anymore is it about freedom of speech is it about the president and we got to keep in mind this episode originally aired february 7th 2018. yeah
0: i um, uh, so, i went back to look at kind of what was happening in the world at that time especially in terms of police shootings of unarmed black men and I couldn't really find the data that I wanted. The data that I found actually was, you know, disturbing. It's just saying that you know, police shootings of unarmed black men—they're rising every single year. Um, but I couldn't really find what was happening in the world. I know the Olympics were about to happen. Uh,
1: can you remember anything about early 2018? God, that feels like a while ago. I mean, Trump was president still. Yeah. Unfortunately, like yeah. I think either way, though. I think the reason
0: he's saying this is like I don't know why people are still kneeling. I feel like there was a bit of a lull, a bit of a lull in the news in terms of that kind of stuff. There was a little bit of a lull, so that he was just like, "Why? What are we doing? Like, why? Why are we still doing that?" So I think that's where. Which that Spicer still
1: around at this point? What? No, was Spice Spicer still around at this point?
0: I I would be inclined to say so, but I could see it being Sarah Huckabee. Um.
1: Anyway. But anyway point being so brianna tells jay she's like it's about the police like it's about violence against black men and so jay this is this is one of the things that we've always said that we loved about the show is that like the show is honestly at its best when they go there and tackle these issues head on and so jay says he's like well why disrespect the flag then like i understand what your point is that like police and police brutality against black men but then like why do you then have to go disrespect the flag so it's just a very open and interesting conversation and something that you know again they're presenting all sides like we may not agree with the you know people questioning why people are protesting the flag but they are presenting all sides and that's where the show is at its best
0: and i feel like i i feel like what jay's saying jay's question there is it's the same reason why the sports league's boycotted playing last week it's the same reason it's to draw attention yeah.
1: yeah yeah i mean that was the reason they decided to do it especially on a whim too yeah
0: they're
1: and i problem. mean think about it
0: if you're trying to talk to a friend from like across a, clou- a crowded room and like you say their name and they don't hear you what do you do you say it louder right and louder yeah. and louder and louder that is that is what they're doing is that you know this is the it's, it's to draw attention to a very important cause.
1: So basically, a black, hummer-looking type of car rolls up and starts shooting at them. Jay pushes Brianna to the curb, and, you know, she's shooken up, but nobody gets hurt. So they're at Brianna's, and it's Brianna and Jamal and Upstead, and jay's like somebody asked jay he's like well how do you know it's coming and he was like well i was in afghanistan like you know you just kind of you get a feeling um and then this is where jamal and jay have like this kind of honest conversation and jamal's like you know i respect the military for laying their lives down for their country um and he even says he's like you know i love this country that's why i'm kneeling like i want to make it even better
0: There's a proud Haley moment. If you look really closely, there's an upset moment. um, When Mm -hmm. Jamal, Jamal's like, I respect what you guys do, like laying your lives down for the country and everything. And Jay looks at Haley and Haley's got this total, like proud mom face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. But so Jamal and Brianna basically say that like, they can't think of anyone who would want to hurt them, which anyway, (laughs) so basically the car, as it turns out, belonged to the basketball team's assistant coach. Um, he sold the truck and, of course, conveniently doesn't remember who the buyer was. So, intelligence is like, yeah, we're gonna outsmart you. And they decide to track his phone. So, basically, that coach ends up calling this guy named Kendrick Gaines, who is apparently paid Chris's bond for the petty drug charge that he had. So, there's a connection starting. The circle is starting to form. So rusewater goes to pay him a visit at um or pay this Kendrick Gaines a visit and i just like lol at ruzik with the coat rockstar coat and the blue pad just like a typical ruzik outfit long live that
0: rockstar coat that rockstar coat will forever go down in history like with with the suit from 301 atwater's purple coat like long live the rockstar coat the blue
1: plaid too just like the again classic ruzik combination
0: was he wearing aviators probably if he didn't he
1: wasn't wearing them in that scene he had him on his head i'm sure i love it so much anyway so apparently kendrick talked to chris all the time and basically his car was ever so conveniently stolen the week before and yeah ben atwater of course says the reason he's like he's lying his ass off right like duh (laughs) so then we go to the scene where we see chris's vigil and Upstead's watching on. And, like, it's kind of interesting because Jay is somewhat, like, emotional. He has he says something. He's, like, you know, a black kid at a white college, kneels for the anthem, wrist suspension for what he believes in, like, takes gut. I'll give him that. Like, it's just, again, kind of when we were talking about Jay's stance changing even just a smidge in this episode, like, that is it right there.
0: Yeah. And I love Jay's mind because, you know, he's seen some shit in his life, but he is still open to feedback and change. And I mean, you keep seeing the the nice little posts on Instagram with like the calligraphy that's like, you know, normalize changing your opinion upon taking in new information. That's Jay.
1: Yeah. So then, of course, they're standing there with this vigil and Jay's phone goes off and he like shows something to Upton and then they go talk to Brianna and they're like hey Brianna do you this guy named Kendrick Gaines and she's like no I don't but surprise she's on Kendrick's Facebook and they show her and she's like "Ooh, yeah I can't get out of this so Voight brings Brianna in and Voight and Brianna talking and then Denny freaks out about Brianna talking to Voight without a lawyer and she says like so Denny and Brianna are having this conversation and she's like he's your friend and Denny's like is he a cop which like again this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about how like I obviously can't speak from experience but I just assume that like Denny's kind of mixed signals this whole episode about like you know don't talk to cops but like I am a cop it's just really him going through again what I think probably every other black cop goes through these days, Mm -hmm. you know, where on like the one hand you respect your fellow law enforcement officers and you just want to teach your kids to respect them. But also on the other hand, you have to be realistic about the fact that like your fellow police officers may not respect your family because of the color of your skin. And so like you end up having that talk that all African-American families talk about, um, you know, on how to deal with the cops. So
0: it's also easy to forget that Denny's got a big grudge against Voight that he hasn't let go of. Yeah, yeah. That that's easy to forget because like that didn't circle back around until the end of that season when Al died, uh, and that that was easy to forget. But yeah, I mean, I think I think he's especially distrustful of Voight.
1: But I really think it's both in this instance. Like mm-hmm. I, I really think it's both. I mean, like yes, the Voight stuff again. I think comes more. Th- comes through clearer because that we know how the whole arc goes Mm -hmm. Um, and we know the fact that like the denny stuff comes back around at the end of the season but i do think it is a lot of like just what you're feeling as you know a black police officer these days like i really think that's a big part of it Hmm. um but i mean i don't know i can't speak from experience so i don't know um, but basically, so Brianna ends up giving Denny the lowdown on the whole situation, which is Chris and Jamal were tangled in this deal with Kendrick Gaines to shave points for money. Going back to that wintry Hill episode we talked about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so basically Brianna then threatened Kendrick to protect Jamal, which ballsy move. I mean, damn. She's so bossy. Um, she's so tiny, and she was like getting in the fray in that fight in the
0: beginning, and then she like immediately went to Kendrick and was like, "Fuck you, dude. You're not messing with my guy."
1: Yeah, but Den- Denny just kind of calls her like idealistic, and you know, idealist, and that you know nothing's really going to happen to them, and whatever, and which is like, so what if she's an idealist? Yeah, I hated the way he said this to her
0: because it was very, it was I mean, it was a very dad way to say it but it was also kind of like he was talking down to her. He's like, you're an idealist. You know, the way he said it was that, he said it like it was a bad thing. But I mean, in this day and age, I don't think being an idealist is a bad thing at all. I think we should all strive to be idealist, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And again, like The whole point is that Chris and Jamal knelt so that they'd get benched. And, like, again, what we were talking about earlier, like, look at the big picture. Like, this is why people are kneeling, you know, to bring attention. Like, using their platform. It's all you can do.
0: The way the story is woven in this episode is just amazing. It's, It's very, very clever.
1: Yeah. So, basically, Denny and Brianna have this conversation at home after she gets out of interrogation. And it keeps... And it goes a little further. And basically, she tells Denny, thank you for helping Jamal. But Denny lays it out straight. That, like, Jamal's never going to come back from this. And Denny says, you know, it's gambling. It's the one sin in sports that is never forgiven. And she and you know, she lays it out to him. She's like, so taking a stand bothers you that much? And Denny's like, well, of course it bothers me. I'm a cop. He was protesting me. And she keeps going back on her point. that Like, he wasn't protesting you. He's protesting racism. And this makes Brianna so mad that she, like, grabs her coat and leaves. But then on the other side, we have Jamal. And intelligence has convinced Jamal to wear a wire with Kendrick. And, you know, they'll help him get lesser charges, whatever, everything they can do. They ultimately get a confession from Kendrick. But Brianna, of course, arrives just at that moment after she has fought with Denny. And Antonio's there in this bar undercover, but, of course, it immediately just involves into a hostage situation. And so, Kendrick is smart enough to know that Brianna is his best leverage. And so, he demands a getaway car, and he and a buddy lead Brianna and Antonio out at gunpoint. Brianna gets spooked at this time and tries to run, but Kendrick shoots her in the back. Which, like, is a little hard to watch i mean it was always hard to watch but it's even more so hard to watch after jacob blake mm-hmm. um but basically Voight gets the final shot in kendrick so and then we kind of go to the last few scenes and basically at the hospital jamal tries to go visit brianna and Danny's like uh you're not welcome here i like nope he has this line earlier in the episode where he says, he's like, boyfriends come and go. Um, and he's like, yeah, Jamal's not going to be in her life for that much longer. You can't come visit her. Like, you're the reason she's in all this trouble. That's not a decision he gets to make. I know. It. I mean technically i guess she's under 18 he has some say in this but like yeah it's not really his picture
0: denny is such an interesting character to me like there are parts of him that of course made me want to strangle him but there are parts of him where i'm like why does he act that
1: way well and i think looking back on this episode too like i still really hate denny like didn't do much for me at all but there are i'll say one-off episodes i let me rephrase this Overall, as an arc, I didn't like the Denny arc. Mm -hmm. didn't really care for it at all. But there are one-off episodes where I think the things that he says and the way that he challenges intelligence and challenges Voight, I think made for really good storytelling. I just don't think overall the arc of Denny was that strong.
0: Yeah, no, I'll agree with you there. And I think
1: this is one of that moments. Like, I think this episode was a really good denny episode but i again i still don't think overall in the grand scheme of the arc that denny was that great of a character oh no no i mean we were supposed to hate his guts yeah but basically Savoy, of course is there at the hospital too and he's like well we did everything we could and denny's just basically like well it wasn't good enough and like obviously brianna's still alive and she's you know it's gonna be okay but like at a huge cost
0: she stood up for what she believed in, and she got shot in the back for it. Yeah. It's it, it's still just, like, terrifying. And And Chris stood up for what he believed in, and he got killed.
1: Yeah. I mean, he stood up for what he believed in, but really cost somebody some money, and that's why he got killed. But yeah, it's still... It's still just the fact that people weren't okay with what they did and the way this whole situation came about. It's just, it's all terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the state of the world is upsetting right now. And the fact that it keeps happening is just unsettling.
1: Well, I think, too, the thing, I mean, we kind of briefly mentioned this earlier, too. The fact that there are so many scenes, this scene, this episode happened two, over two year, two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Is when this scene, or the when this episode first originally aired. And the fact that there are so many scenes that are still eerily similar to what we're seeing on the news today is just, I don't even know what the word, it's upsetting. It's, I mean, it's, it's a bunch of different things, but yeah. Yeah. And there was something I was thinking about earlier that
0: I can't really, no, I do remember. Okay. So. I don't remember what like triggered me to think of it, but the riot scene in the very beginning of the episode, it made me question, you know, it just it it made me think about how, you know, in this post 9-11 world, how we were really, really desensitized as a society to a lot of stuff after 9-11. To the point that seeing the explosion in Beirut a couple of weeks ago was something that we all saw. And we're like, oh, my God. But we weren't horrified. We weren't, you know, we didn't have like a, that visceral reaction because, again, we saw 9-11, right? These images that we're seeing of these riots and these protests on TV, we haven't been desensitized yet. And I hope that we never are. That's
1: a really good point.
0: So, yeah. I mean, just food for thought.
1: Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about that. Yeah, but it's a good point.
0: We can still still see a video on the news of a police officer abusing his or her power and still be horrified by it. And that is something I hope never changes. I hope we don't get to a point where we're completely desensitized
1: like we are other aspects of the news. But I think we are. I don't think you can say that for... A lot of America. I know. Like, I think a lot of people probably have become desensitized to it. hmm I crazy. mean, I, it's horrifying that that is the case, but I think that's probably the case. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But this, I mean, I, you know, I think, again, kind of going back to, like, why we chose to revisit this episode... Even though we've already covered it. Um, you know, A, it's been just a few years and I haven't rewatched this episode. And I, you know, when we were going back and looking through Upstead moments, I told even Gina, I was like, we should do this one. Like, I really like this episode. But I think it, it's still, like we were kind of just talking about, like, it's so relevant. It is. Today. Like, it's so relevant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's just a good episode. And it's just a good episode. Yeah. Yep. So,
0: yeah. Any other notes on this episode? No. I mean,
1: yeah, just a
0: good, solid episode. It really is. It's just a damn good episode of PD. It's just completely, it's beautifully crafted, completely well executed. It's a great, great episode. So that's about all we've got for today. We kind of shortened to the point today. Uh but yeah, you guys know where to find us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. It's meet us at Molly's right across the board. You can email us anytime about anything meet us at molly's at gmail.com. Like, seriously, email us about anything. You know, we watch other shows and do other stuff too. So we are actual humans with actual lives outside of the podcast. I know that's hard to believe, but we do that. So anything you want to that's talk a- to us about.
1: Gina, how have we not mentioned that yesterday? Well, we're recording this on Wednesday, September second. Yesterday being Wednesday or Tuesday, September first was our third anniversary of the podcast. Oh my god! How has it been three years? I know. Also, yeah, I don't know. I know it's crazy. I texted or I put this on um, Instagram that like it feels like we've been doing this for forever, but also simultaneously like we just started this yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, I can't ride, believe it's been man. three years. It's the I best know. ride. And see, year three was such a big year, and it's just it, yeah, crazy. It was a really big year for us, yeah,
0: big, big year. And I mean, we we couldn't have done anything of any of the things that we've done in the past three years without you guys. seriously, like seriously, if none of you listened to us, there would be no podcast. And so you guys are why we're here. And we are so thankful for you, so grateful for you. We love you guys so much. We really are one big family. So I mean, thank you guys for everything. You're the reason that we're celebrating our three-year anniversary.
1: Yeah, so yeah, just wanted to mention that. I can't believe we forgot to mention that earlier, but we did. I know, it's crazy,
0: it's crazy. Goodness, three years, man, so.
1: I know. Yeah,
0: and here's to many, many more years together. All of the years. Yeah. And
1: you, well, we have at least three more years. So whoop, whoop. <laughs>
0: we're Yeah.
1: Going and we're going to have gone, yeah, six years? Damn. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We'll at least go six years, if not longer, but at least six years. Yeah.
0: Crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. Another note that was actually pretty funny, the first time we recorded this episode, so this is, you know, we originally started the podcast with three people. Our friend Ashley was part of the group, and uh, this episode, this the week that we recorded this, she was sick. So in the old episode, it's like episode 40-something from 2018, you can hear both of us being like, wash your hands, use hand sanitizer, like, stay safe, you know, all that good stuff. It's just, you know, things don't change. If only we knew. I know. If only we knew. I know. So funny. So funny. So uh, if you like the show, which we really hope you do because you've made it all the way to the end. If you could please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes or however else you listen to us, that would be so, so great. It would, we would really appreciate that because it does help other shyhards find the show. Follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Gina Watches TV. Bryna?
1: I am at Bryna K 13. To, uh,
0: being completely honest with you guys, we don't know what we're covering next week. We don't know. So just... No. If you have any suggestions, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Just throw some stuff out there. Anything. Whatever. Um, Yeah, so we don't know what we're covering, but we'll figure it out. And in the meantime, everybody have a good weekend, and we will see you next week. Bye.